Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's episode, we're going to break down the top 20 Carolina Panthers of all time. This is the definitive list. One of us is correct, and the other one is not correct. <laughs> so we, Jerry and I both came up with our individual list. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Uh, we do want to uh, start off the show by thanking a loyal listener. Uh, we're going to call him Bum G, because the rest of his screen name is extremely hard to pronounce. Uh, but he left us an Apple Podcast review, five-star review, which we very much appreciate. Uh, it just says, excellent Panthers podcast. The hosts are excellent. I get the feeling of if I was sitting next to them at a Panthers game as strangers, you'd end up talking to them. Very genuine, very informative all around with Panthers info. And that's exactly what we're going yep. for. Yep. We're Two your friends fr- we talking be your about friends. Panthers. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> be our friend, please. <laughs> well, we uh, very much appreciate that. And uh, anybody that wants to leave us a five-star review, we'll definitely read it on the air. We, we appreciate all of that. It really helps us out. Um, and uh, thanks a lot. Bum G. Appreciate it. Yep. And moving on. Now, the Panthers released a video in Panthers Confidential. They did this last year as well. This is the first one for the offseason this year, and it was mind-blowingly awesome. Yeah. If you're a Panthers fan watching the offseason, go check it out if you haven't already. It's very informative, very well done, and quite a few surprising things kind of came out of it. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I mean, just to, to, again, hit on how good the presentation is. Like, you know, I've always kind of wanted a hard knocks for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just as good a presentation as hard knocks, honestly. Yeah, you don't have absolutely. the music. You don't have the, you know, Liev Shriver or whoever doing a voiceover. But it's just really cool to see some of behind the scenes stuff. Now, of course, it's very Panthers slanted, right? It's yeah. extremely biased. But... I mean, and that's I'm what sure you want. You know, we're fans and of the cutting team. out negative things, obviously, and things you know, that might gonna... give any other team any hint of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's extremely filtered, but it's so good. And called yeah. Panthers Confidential, as Jerry said, it's on YouTube, it's on Panthers.com. Check it out. But yeah, there was some interesting things that came out of it. Um, one of the things is the Vikings tried to trade up to number eight in the draft. They mm-hmm. offered their 14th pick, the 90th pick, and 143, which I'm glad they didn't accept that. That's not that's a lot. A, that's a bad trade, and uh, it seemed like Tepper was insulted <laughs> by that yeah. trade. He was like, don't don't tell them. If they're going to give us negative points, we don't even want to talk to them. We don't even want to talk to them. Yeah. You know, yeah there, was a, there was a point where they were like, and next year's first? No. Oh, yeah. nope. Right. Next year's first. Now that would have been interesting. Yeah. I think that would have been a trade to make. Um, but who do you think the Vikings were coming up to get? Was it? Would it have Fields. been Fields? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm almost certain that's what everybody says. It was Fields at Kirk Cousins. You know, yeah. probably won't be there much longer. So. Well, you drop back to 14 if you're the Panthers and you're not getting Horn. You're not getting Sertain. No, because you got to think right behind us. Um, what Denver drafted Sertain mm-hmm. in. Everybody in the Cowboys organization wanted a cornerback, yeah. either Horn or Sertain, right. and they're both guy, gone yep. when they drafted. So, yep. can't imagine Horn would have lasted that long. 
No, and you know when we did our, our our immediate reaction to the draft, we both thought, well, you could, maybe you could have gotten Horn a little later. No, you couldn't have. Everything that's come yeah. out now, that's a great pick, and I love it. The, that was <laughs> another thing that I noticed. We don't have this in our notes, but when they went down, what, who they expected to be uh-huh. there at one through seven, they nailed every single team's pick. Yeah, they pretty I was, much did. I was leather shocked. I was like, wow. I think They're there was like, one or two where they gave Kevin either or. But mm-hmm. they either the either or the or was the pick. They, yep, absolutely. Yeah. And the Lions were like, they'll either trade out of this, or if Sewell's <laughs> there, they'll get Sewell. Yeah, yeah. Just a, wow. Yeah, great job. I mean, unfortunate that Sewell wasn't there for us, but because it seemed like Sewell was probably the guy they at the top of their list, the very top of their mm-hmm. list. But I think Horn was the next guy. It seemed like yeah. Horn was the, easily the top corner that they wanted. Obviously, he's he was the first defensive player taken. But um, when they sort of were listing out the players, and, and we have this a little later, but we can talk about it now. Didn't seem like Fields was even a no. consideration at eight. No, it didn't. They been. I remember they mentioned uh, Waddle, Alabama's receiver, mm-hmm. uh, Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. Alabama receiver. Uh, Horn, obviously, they yep. really like Certain. They mentioned, yep. and I, I think that was pretty much it. They were talking about at that spot. Yeah, they had that guard, Alejandro Viega, or whatever, whatever his name is, the guy mm-hmm. that with the two last names. He was sort of down there towards the end. I think if you were looking at trading back, that would have been mm-hmm. a guy they targeted. And then it seemed like Fields might have been there as well at the very end. But again, just a guy that. If you're trading back and he's there, you consider. But didn't seem like he was a consideration at eight at all. Yeah, and on Twitter, people are like zooming in on some of the background yeah. that was blurred out. And on one of their lists, it had an F and everything else was kind of jumbled. People are thinking that was Fields and it stuff prob- like that. And it probably was. Farley. like, Yeah, it could have been Farley, I guess. So... But you it know, it's interesting. Yeah, it would have been, they would have had to consider fields at some point. I mean, just because at some point the value is too high. Absolutely. You know, you know if they traded back to 214 or to 16 or something and fields is there, at that point you, you have to think about it. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, another interesting thing that came out of this was uh, talking about Brady Christensen. And I'm mm-hmm. surprised they actually left this in there uh, because. They said that, that they had a second-round guard grade on him and a mm-hmm. third-round tackle grade on him. They ended up getting him in the third round, um, which I guess, I don't know. I say I'm surprised they left it in there. He is a left tackle. I mean, he was a left tackle in college. So maybe me just thinking, well, they get a higher grade on him as a guard. Maybe they see him more as a guard yeah, and not a tackle. So I think that was a little illuminating. I agree. I, I would not be surprised if he was really not in the mix for the left tackle after the way they said that and not only that it seemed like they were targeting him at the later part of the second round Mm -hmm. but Terrace Marshall was just still there and still Mm -hmm. way higher on their board and and they they were were even considering trading down as well from from that spot where they took Terrace Marshall trading down again yeah because they were because they were like well Christensen will still be available when they made the second trade yeah Right. So, that was definitely one of their targets. <clears throat> Another one was Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Before the draft, they were talking about Chuba Hubbard. 
and during the draft, they were really excited to go get him. Yeah, which why wouldn't you be? I mean, the guy had an incredible one incredible season in college, and then last season wasn't as good. But last season was the COVID season, and who knows? Who knows what was going on with all any of these guys? But yeah, Chuba Hubbard uh, and a lot of like I was listening to a, a Colin Cowherd thing the other day, and he was talking to McCaffrey, and he was like, you know, I think the guy that you guys got who was gonna surprise everybody is Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard is going to be a really good NFL player. So uh, it seems like the Panthers, man, they just hit on every, every spot in the draft they hit. Um, Maybe uh, kind of the last thing that I wanted to, to hit on here from the Panthers confidential was just how involved Tepper was. Yeah. Um, He was involved in everything. He was in all the meetings uh, he mm-hmm. was, of course, in the draft room, but he was seemed to be an equal participant, but not overbearing. You know, he he basically at the very beginning, he said to Fitter, this is your show. I don't want to get in your head. You know, you're running this. Uh, but he was definitely there as a sound, a sounding board for sure. Yeah, it was definitely a group effort. You mm-hmm. could tell the way it was played that it was Fitterer and Matt Rule making the decision, but also bouncing off Tepper. Yeah, that Tepper had an important, you know, yeah, a voice, and off you also Matt Rule's wife, surprisingly, <laughs> because I guess Matt Rule's wife texted him and said, "You better take Chuba Herb- Hubbard, yeah, or don't come home." That was funny. <laughs> and then they picked him. That was funny. Yeah, she, I guess Chuba was there at some point in the fourth, and she was like, "Please take Chuba, he's there. Please take him." So that that's <laughs> kind of funny. Obviously, that means that. Matt Rule must have been talking up Chuba maybe at, at yeah. home. And, and she's like, just take him. He's there. Just take him. I mean, you, but, yeah. you know that because probably you know, his wife was like, I don't want to hear about him right. missing that player <laughs> Yeah, when he gets home. I can't right. believe I should have taken him then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I can't wait till – I hope they do more of these. You know, Normally they do the camp confidential thing, so I'm mm-hmm. hoping that we get some, some of that this year. Um. But yeah, maybe with really OTAs cool. with it going on right now. Yeah, maybe that maybe after OTAs are over, they'll drop another episode. It was really cool. And yeah. you know, it's like 30, 35 minutes. So it's a meaty video. It's not just like 10 minutes. It's it's worth it's a TV show. It's worth sitting down and watching. Really good. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to kind of chat about from that? No, that was pretty much it that I really got. Like like you said, just go check it out if you yeah. haven't already. It's really well done. Pl- close thing we're going to get to a hard knocks here in Carolina. Yeah, we did have that all or nothing that one season, yeah. but that was just kind of depressing to watch. Um, something that did not make it onto Panthers Confidential Jerry. There's a, a, a report that the Panthers mm-hmm. attempted, or at least were in talks, to trade Robbie Anderson. And I assume yeah. this was for a draft pick. It doesn't really say what the compensation would have been, but it seems like the conversations were happening around the draft, so for a draft pick would make sense. Um, of course, Robbie's only got one year left on this contract, and maybe they're thinking he outplayed or had yeah, a, an did. extremely high uh, value right now that he maybe is not that guy this year. or, or Well, I also think it, this could either be A, when the Panthers were picking at eight mm-hmm. and they were talking about picking Jalen Waddle or mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, or after they picked Terrace Marshall at 
in the second, they were like, hey, maybe we got the guy to start opposite DJ now. We can, you know, maybe move him into another second round for next year or, you know. Yeah. But yeah. the offer obviously wasn't good enough, and they right. stuck with him. So. Yeah, and that, I guess that's my question for you is what would you have been happy with to get for Robbie Anderson? I see. I don't know. A I, third? With Terrence Marshall on the – I would say a third or more I would want at least. He is a 1,000-yard receiver. Yeah. But, again, he's only one year. I think he's going to get upper more money than what he's getting paid here. So it'd be I like, don't expect him to be back. It'd be basically saying, did you buy a third round pick for $10 million? Basically, yeah. you know, which eh, some people, some teams would, maybe I that's mean, what the value is. Green Bay. Can you green Bay with Robbie Anderson and Devonte Adams? That's a good pairing there. Yeah. You know, yeah. New yeah. England has no receivers. It feels like all the time. So, <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use a Robbie Anderson and, Honestly, if the Panthers got rid of Robbie Anderson, then one of the biggest strengths of our team becomes less impressive. Oh, it, it definitely you know? becomes instead of a strength to be a question mark with, yeah. you know, Terrace Marshall and Shai Smith. So I'm I'm glad that the Panthers didn't trade him because I think you want to give Sam Darnold every single opportunity to shine this year i do too and and see what he's got you give him the best opportunity and if he still isn't the guy then you know right yeah you take away robbie anderson dj smith get, or dj moore gets hurt in the first couple of weeks then you you have no idea you still have no idea what sam Darnold is right no you're right so now otas are underway and speaking of robbie anderson he's the only player that hasn't shown up yet yeah which yeah, are these th- two things connected? Maybe he's a little. Know. Maybe he's not. Uh, maybe he's a little hurt. Uh, Rule did say today that he would expect Robbie Anderson to show up for the mandatory minicamp coming up. So I, I expect him to. I hope it, so. I haven't heard any real issues coming out from him, and all the other players are talking about him. It's a bummer he's not there. Everybody yeah. else is there. It would be nice for him to. I mean, he's got more chemistry with Darnold than anybody else on the team. So. Uh, I guess he doesn't really need the reps, but it would be nice to have him out there and, and maybe talking to some of the other receivers about what to expect from Darnold, things like that. Like It, it would be nice to see. Yeah. I also heard that Shai Smith kind of, everybody's kind of keeping an eye on him, that he looks really good out there with Sam Darnold throwing to him. Yeah. Well, I, I would imagine everybody looks good right now. You know, we'll see as things move on. Um, I mean, hell, Matt Rule today said that Ian Anderson has had a tremendous offseason. Ian Thomas, sorry. Ian Thomas has had a tremendous <laughs> offseason. Sorry. Ian, who's Ian Anderson? I don't know who that is. Robbie Anderson on the brain. But yeah, yeah, Ian Thomas had a tremendous offseason. And um, I tweeted out uh, classic Matt Rule. Uh, good luck on your next team, Ian. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I, yeah. I read the same thing and I thought the exact same thing. I was right. like, oh, he's cut. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, Matt Rule for you. Well, you um, know who hasn't looked good in OTAs besides, you know, the kiss of death from Matt Rule? Tommy Stevens. Oh, yeah. Because well, he's no longer there. He was waived. <laughs> right. We're not going to have to see him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Stevens waived today, uh, Wednesday. And C.J. Saunders, a wide receiver, was signed in his place. So, you know, Tommy Stevens, a lot of, uh, 
a lot of talk about Tommy Stevens for the amount of production that he gave the Panthers last year. Absolutely. I mean, just uh, kind of crazy, but so long, Tommy Stevens. Good luck. You know, you're the the promise of a Taysom Hill type player here never really came to fruition. I guess. No, well, I mean he spent he didn't even spend an off season, a full off season here in Carolina. So yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the top 20 Panthers of all time. All right, guys, I want to talk about oral hygiene. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist, a fresh whole mouth clean, but you get it every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. And we are back. And we're going to go ahead and jump into our top 20 Panthers of all time. Each of us devised a list separately and we're gonna just kind of run through it here we're gonna go ahead and start at 20 so go ahead and start with your number 20. all right so i obviously you're not gonna spend too terribly much time on some of the the guys here that are on the list but this guy i wanted to leave off the list there were two guys i wanted to leave off the list this guy is your list i know i know (laughs) i could have but when i got down to 20 i was like you know what John Casey probably needs to be on the list. You know, an extremely long-tenured Panther. I wanted to leave him off the list because of the Super Bowl. Because I still blame (laughs) him for the loss of the 2003 Super Bowl when he kicked the ball out of bounds, that last kickoff, and gave the Patriots the ball at the 40, and they took no time at all to get down in field goal range. Um, But yeah, I've got John Casey sitting at number 20 all-time Panther. Okay. My number 20 is Christian McCaffrey. I had no current oh, wow. players, so I wanted to make sure I got one in there. Holy I feel moly. like he's the best at the current time. I have Christian McCaffrey on my list, but he's quite Ooh. a bit higher. See, I, I'm here's the thing with me. I'm not going <clears throat> on just a couple years on quite a few of these guys. They, I went more long-term type of situation. I do think by the end of his career, he will be higher than 20 yeah i mean he's already fifth all time in panthers rushing Mm -hmm. yards um and he's probably close to that in receiving yards as well he's sixth all time in receiving yards so i mean you know uh, like i said i've got him on my list yeah but he's quite a bit higher uh number 19 who you got i have mike rutger Okay. Mike Rucker did not make my list. Uh, I, I could see that. He, I, was, he was on the bottom tier. Like, Yeah. I like Mike Rucker. Uh, I went with Chris Jenkins at number 19. Um, probably for a similar reason. You know, just when he was here, he was really good. I mean, Chris Jenkins was an all-pro for a couple years, I think. So yeah, he, he was, was, he was, was a dominant player. Um, but, you know, only here for six or seven years. And, and those last few years, not... Not great, but uh, uh, he had a, in terms of big, talent, yeah, he, he was up there. He was really good, even when he, his last couple seasons, he got paid 
fat money by the mm-hmm. Jets because he was still in yeah not the tail end of his prime. Yeah, yeah. Um, was Chris Jingles on your list? He is. He's a lot higher though. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll go to number eighteen. I've got Charles Johnson. I have John Casey at number eighteen. Okay. Uh, Charles Johnson uh, almost didn't make my list just because of the amount of money he made versus the production <laughs> he made after he got the big contract. But he is still pretty high up on the Panthers' all-time sack list. And honestly, he was always fun to watch. I, I like yep. Charles Johnson. A nice guy. Yeah, John Casey, for me, all-time leading scorer for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Had to put him up there. Um, speaking of Charles Johnson, he's my number 17. Oh, okay. Well, good for him. Um, <laughs> my number 17 is Michael Bates. Going way back. Mm. Going way back. Michael Bates, return specialist, but uh, five-time pro bowler, one-time all-pro. And See, I didn't think of I Michael wanted, Bates. I could yeah. see how he could be on there, but he's so limited. Right. I just his... When I started thinking of this list, I was like, I really want Michael Bates on this list. And... I didn't want him super high on the list, right? Well, no. You know, but I didn't want to put him in at the very end either. So, yeah, I, but Michael Bates, I mean, how how dangerous is Michael Bates? You know, it, we've never had a guy like that since. Mm-mm. And and not as important in today's league with the way kickoffs are and everything. But for the, his time, he was the best. Uh, all right, moving to 16. I got Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart's Jay good. Stu. I bet you have Jay Stu a lot higher. Not too much higher. Okay. I have number 16 as Mike Minter. Strong safety. Okay. Mike Minter's on my list as well. A little higher. Uh, yeah. Mike Minter's awesome. Um, Jay Stu, you know, I think he's still number one Panthers rushing list. Um, he had, I just to, don't... had to make the list. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. He has to make the list. I just... I think there was better running backs in this team history. Uh, and one's probably on the team right now. Well, yeah, uh, which is why I have that one quite a bit higher. But Jonathan Stewart, I feel like if injuries didn't derail him, derail him, he would have been a really, really good player for a long time. But it happens. You know, it happens. It, yeah. Who you got at 15? 15, I have the best cornerback this team has ever had. Long term, Chris Gamble. Chris Gamble. Ah, Chris Gamble did not make my list. See, I, I know Josh Norman had a better season at cornerback, mm-hmm. but it was only for one season. I think Chris Gamble was the best cornerback this team has ever had. Chris Gamble is deserving. I think I don't have any corners on my on my list at all, and uh, he's probably the only corner on your list. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I completely agree with that. At fifteen on my list. I got Wesley Walls, tight end. Um, <laughs> Four-time Pro Bowl, actually five-time Pro Bowl tight end for the Panthers. He was Greg Olson before Greg Olson was here. Now, the receiving numbers mm-hmm. at that time were not quite the same. But, you know, he had a, a season where he had 800 yards and 12 touchdowns. You know, and for the time for tight end, that was right up there with the best. Yeah. So. You're absolutely correct, and that's why I have him at number 14. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I knew our list would be close. Uh, we haven't hit exact yet, but uh, number 14 for me, I got Masin Muhammad. 
Uh, he is, I think, only the, the second. I got two wide receivers on my list. He's he's the second. But, uh, I mean, Masin, again, you know, kind of one of those guys, very similar to Julius Peppers, who had a long career here, then left to go to Chicago, actually. Yep. Uh, and then was able to come back for a couple of seasons. Uh, not quite the same player when he came back, but Masin Muhammad, I mean, he had a couple seasons where he was right up there with the best in the league. Yeah, him and Steve Smith were the yeah. best pair that, of That receivers. duo was deadly. I mean, I remember Steve Smith, I think, won the Triple Crown. And then, won the, he earned the Triple Crown. And then mm. the next year, he got injured for a majority of the season. And Musin Muhammad led the league in receiving yards, yards yep. that year. Yep. And I think Muhammad, at one point, had the longest catch in Super Bowl history. I don't know if he still does, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, Muhammad was he was a beast. I mean, people sleep on Muhammad, but he was really good. Yeah. Uh, moving down to 13. Jonathan Stewart okay. I have at number 13. Okay. We just talked about him a couple with you. Yep. Good running back, derailed <clears throat> by injuries. Yeah. yeah and good, uh, good player. At 13, I've got a guy that we've already talked about as well, Mike Minner. Safety. Yeah. Little little higher on my list. Um yeah, and I think I, I may, have, may have done that because I he's really the only kind of secondary player that I've got on the list, so I, I want to put him a little higher. Mike Minner, Mike Minner was a beast. I mean, and he, he was, was with the team for a long time. So I, I kind of put some longer tenured guys on my list. Um, like Chris Gamble, I mean, how long was he with the team? Do you remember? Or do you have it on your... I do not have it on I just have the names. Chris Gamble, I think, played about nine years here, <clears throat> nine or ten years. Uh yeah, two thousand four to two thousand twelve. So yeah, he was he was with so, the team a long time too. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have had him on my list. Probably should have knocked off John Casey. Um, <laughs> all right, who you got at number twelve? Jake Delone. Hey, it's our first 12. match. <laughs> I was about to say, I bet this one is gonna match. Yeah. That's funny because I thought you would have him a little bit higher. No, I got Jake at 12. He was a little higher, but I moved uh, somebody up the list. Um, but yeah, Jake DeLome at number 12, second best quarterback of all time for the Panthers. Yep. Took us to a Super Bowl. Guy that came at undrafted, you know, uh, and how could you not love Jake DeLome as a person? So fiery on the sideline. Yeah. And just. A genuinely nice guy. Love Jake DeLone. Love Jake DeLone. Uh, all right, number 11, Kevin Green. Kevin Green, mm, the only only is... guy in Panthers history who spent multiple seasons with the Panthers and is a Hall of Famer. He's only spent three seasons here. I but do he... not have Kevin Green on my list because of the three seasons. Yeah, well, I wanted to put the only Hall of Famer panther on the in you know in team history on the list to be to be fair i thought about it and his three seasons were really good here but the longevity was at other teams so it just seemed it didn't seem like he was a panther if that makes sense he also gets a little bump because he passed away a few months back and uh Mm -hmm. you know he was just kind of in my in my mind but yeah, I mean, he was uh, it was an all-pro with the Panther, two-time pro bowler with the Panther. So he was extremely good for the years that he was here. My number one <clears throat> may be a little shocking, but I went Greg Olson. Okay, that's a little, a little low lower on the list. than most people yeah. would. Pre- yeah. 
I, but I, uh, at least he's on your list, I guess. Yeah. I'm surprised. Okay. Well, I'm interested to see who's a little higher on your list. Um, who you got at 10? I have D'Angelo Williams. Okay. This was the guy I left off my list on purpose. I, I completely understand. I didn't like putting him on the on my list, but for the reasons he was here, he was really good when he was here. Double trouble. Just... <clears throat> and I always thought he was a better running back than Jonathan Stewart. I and I so, agree so with that. That's why I put him higher than Jonathan Stewart. He. I, I don't feel like he associates himself with the Panthers anymore, so I'm not going to associate him with the Panthers anymore. I, I understand. And I and I get some of the reasons why he doesn't, but um, so he was number 10 for you. Steve Smith is back. I mean, that was another bad yeah. relationship ending, so. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's uh, time to bury the hang hatchet. up the, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. I mean, I, I understand that. I knew you'd put him on your list, so I, well, I felt okay leaving him off mine. Um, my number 10 is Ryan Khalil. Mm. Uh, longtime center, and much like Jordan Gross, when Khalil left, there was a drop-off, and it was noticeable. I was going to say, that's the big hardest time, is when you have a player like that that you don't notice, yeah. then they leave, and... We're still trying to find a replacement. I know Matt Paradis is here. And, yeah. and Paradis you know, had an okay season last year. Yeah. But, but Khalil was, you know, among the best. Solworth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and always played, you know, and towards the end he got hurt a little bit, but pretty much was always, you could always count on Ryan Khalil. Always count mm-hmm. on Ryan Khalil. Uh, number, t- number nine for me, snuck into the top ten, Thomas Davis. Thomas I Davis. Get that. Yeah. Uh, just again, the, when you think of a Panther, you know, a Panthers franchise player is Thomas Davis. He was just lived and bled Panthers blue. Um, of course, retired along with Greg Olson officially in a nice ceremony last year. Uh, or was that earlier this year? Well, I think it was earlier, earlier this year. year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Thomas Davis, of course, came through all the knee injuries and everything and made the pro bowl with the Panthers formed that amazing linebacker core with Luke Keekley, who, who we both have higher on our lists. Um, so Thomas Davis, number nine for me. Number nine for me is someone you already mentioned a long time ago, Chris Jenkins. Mm. Chris Jenkins was so dominant when he was here. That first Super Bowl, this Panthers team, people failed to realize <clears throat> him, Princeton Bruckner, Mike Rucker and Julius Peppers. I think it was Julius Peppers. They were just so dominant. Yeah, it was definitely that's Julius what, Peppers. <laughs> why they really kind of got to that Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I and I, I completely agree with that. Um, and my next guy is someone that you had on your list a long time ago. Christian McCaffrey. Got him at yeah. number eight. Now, initially, I had Christian McCaffrey at like 14. Uh, basically for the same reasons that you had said. He just hasn't been here long enough. But then I started thinking about it. Chris McCaffrey could and could be like the most talented Panther of all time. And, you know, he could... He's put up numbers that nobody in league history has put up. And, yeah. you know, early this early in their career especially. 
And, you know, had he not gotten hurt last year, could have been four or what? Uh, yeah, 4,000 yard rushing seasons in a row or whatever, whatever the number is. Um, he really is just, there's nobody like him in the league right now. And there's nobody the Panthers have ever had on the team like him. So Christian McCaffrey, number eight for me. Yeah. I And I'm hoping Christian McCaffrey will be there by the end of his career. I, I hope he could be number one by the end of it. Yeah. I mean, he is so early in his. That's what I'm saying. Like, and now that you mention all the records, he probably would rise up on my list. I was just yeah. thinking I have to get a current Panther on there. And then now. <laughs> Well, I got a current Panther on there, and that's him. Yeah. He's he's way up the list. But yeah, like him and Kevin Green, you know, I thought that their contributions, uh, you know, and how good they are, the shortness of their tenure with the Panthers didn't really weigh that heavily for me. I guess. Who you got? For my for my number eight, I have Ryan Khalil. Okay. We we already discussed it. Yep. Just Stallworth. Absolutely. Who you got at seven? Musin Mohammed. Okay. Okay. Uh, you got him pretty high. Wow. Um, yeah. For number seven for me, I've got Jordan Gross. So okay. left tackle. Again, we, we kind of mentioned him earlier, but just that guy that you didn't have to worry about. He's always going to be there at left tackle. And when he retired, you know, just his physical transformation alone showed you how much work he had to put in to stay Absolutely. at that at that size and uh nobody i think uh felt bad when he retired because other than you know Panthers fans kind of wishing that he was still <laughs> on the team but for the man and for the guy you felt great for him and uh just an an incredible player number 7 yep. all time for me All right number 6 i have a man we just discussed Thomas Davis Okay uh, coming back from those ACL tears, uh, it's unfortunate he didn't have his last season here. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. know, unfortunately, he tried to hang on a little bit too long, in my opinion. But you know, hey, it's hard to hang it up when you're that. That's been your life, and you were always that good. Yeah, and and that is one thing that kind of sucks about him because he had always talked about wanting to retire a Panther. And I think had Jerry Richardson still owned the team, they would have given him another contract to stay around just because of how loyal Jerry Richardson was to his players. Yeah. Um, and by the way, did you have Jordan Gross on your list? Is he on your list? Um, sir, we are not done with our list. Okay. Maybe Normally we mention if they're on the list or not. So I just Yeah, he's to... up there. Okay, okay. Um, number six for me is someone we already talked about, Greg Olson. Yep. So I've got him fairly high on my list. Um, and again, just... At the position, he is the best tight end we have had on this team by far. And uh, the 3,000-yard seasons back-to-back-to-back with no no one had ever done that before in league history at tight end. Um, and as we've said about a few of these other guys, when he left, the drop-off was severe. Yeah. Uh, number five. Jordan Gross. Okay. Congratulations! Yeah, that's, yeah. Hit the made the top five. That's great. Uh, I, mean, I wonder. Seriously, if, a left tackle that lasted that long. Yeah. I mean, it, Pan, Panther fans, we were spoiled for yeah. so long. They are still searching for his replacement to this day. Yeah. Um. Okay, so obviously I know your top four. 
Mm-hmm. That was number five for you. Yep. So then you're going to kick yourself for leaving this guy off your list. Okay. Sam Mills. Nope. I'm not kicking myself. Oh. I knew. Uh, here's my thing. We're talking players. No, Sam we're talking Mills, Panthers. I had Panther players. Well, he was a Panthers player. For three years. And he had one Pro Bowl in that season. Uh-huh. Or in those three years. He was a good player. I'm not he was a good player. play. But so I we looked at this a little differently. I, I just don't see... If I was going to put a player that only played three seasons, I, I would put Kevin Green above him. Yeah, I understand so that. It, he means the world to this organization. They keep pounding and everything else. But I consider him more of a coach slash just icon for the team. Does that make sense? Not It makes perfect sense. Uh, and I think an icon of the team has to be on the list. I mean, he, he, wasn't really, he, was, he wasn't an icon because he was a player. If he, if well, he didn't become a he was coach an icon, of he, this team mm-hmm. and have that memorable speech in that season, the Panthers organization wouldn't be talking about him like this. But he wouldn't have been a coach on the team if he wasn't a player first. I mean, he wouldn't. I don't think he but, would have been a coach but, for the team. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. Like his, his, uh, what he did on the field. Correct. When he was a player, does not does put not... him on the top twenty Panthers yes. players of all time. But I think what he meant to the organization and the fact that he was a player for the Panthers, um, he could you could arguably say he's number one. I mean, what he's meant for the franchise. I what, could see what that. he brought yes. to the franchise as a Panther, you know, as a member of the organization. Um so that's that's good. I'm glad that we we kind of had that I mean, talk. I think because in that type of aspect, we could say Marty Herney could be on the list, or Marty Herney you know, would never John make Fox. The list. <laughs> Not well on my list, no. But I but mean, Marty Herney wasn't all... a pan a, a player either. I mean, Sam Mills played for the Panthers for multiple seasons, you know, and made a Pro Bowl as a Panther. So I mean, it's not like he was a bad player at all. Um, yeah, I have no problem having him on my list, and I wanted him in the top five. So. He is number five for me. So I know our next four, in some order, we, we know who those guys are going to be. Yeah. Um, I will go ahead and give my number four. I bet it's the same as yours. Luke Keekley. No. Okay. So, obviously, Luke Keekley. We all know Luke Keekley. He's a very recent Panther. Um, Pro Bowls at the yin-yang. All pros at the yin-yang. One of the one of, if not the best linebacker in the league when he played, um, surefire Hall of Famer, probably first ballot, should be first ballot in my opinion. Um, le- le- yeah, led the team in tackles, led the league in tackles many times. Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year. What else could you say about yeah. Luke Keekley? Yeah, we'll discuss that all later. Yeah, uh, I have number four as Cam Newton. Okay. I have Cameron Jarrell Newton at number four. He led this team to the 2015 Super Bowl and then fell off. That This is why he's number four, not higher. Mm-hmm. If he could have contained that, he was always a rocky road type of quarterback, but he had such the talent. Mm-hmm. And that 2015 <clears throat> season, MVP, I mean, that was such a great year, but unfortunately he followed it up with nothing else. Like he's... 
Oh, it was it was difficult for me. No, I I I completely understand. He if, is... if he could hang on, if he could hang on and didn't have those injuries, he probably would have easily been number one. But unfortunately, his his career got derailed here. It could be because of you know coaching. He had some really bad coaching here offensively during that. Well, a lot of it seasons. is injuries. I mean, injuries caught caught up to him. It, mm-hmm. The way he played caught it, up to him. But again, Mike Shula never protected him. The organization we're, never protected him. We're so. going to have a, an interesting conversation about him in a, in a few minutes. <laughs> um, number three, who you got? I have Julius Peppers. I got Julius Peppers number three as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Jay Pep, again, another yeah. guy who was an incredible player for the Panthers for a long time, left, came back, mm-hmm. and unlike... Masin Muhammad really, Peppers played at a pretty damn high level when he came oh, back yeah. for the Panthers. And he was, I, I don't want to be sound mean, he was old when he was back yeah, there too. Yeah, But If he, he played uh, his whole whole career here, he would be number one on my list. But he just didn't. I have yeah, to, I'm looking at him at <clears throat> what he did in a Panthers uniform. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it, it, this is another guy who is a surefire Hall of Famer. Julius Peppers is a no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep, I mean, he's absolutely. one of the best all time uh, at that position. So, uh, number two, I guess you're going to have, uh, we'll have a different number two here. My number two is Steve Smith. Uh-oh, are you frozen? Oh, the intensity. The intensity. You froze right as you said okay. my number two Sorry. is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My number two is Steve Smith. My number, number two, two is D. Smith. Carolina Panther of all time. Okay, yep. interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what we could say about Steve Smith. He leads the team in all-time receiving yards. Uh, this is a guy that other teams feared every time he stepped mm-hmm. on the field. And he's a guy the Panthers feared every time he stepped on the field against us. <laughs> when yeah, he was with absolutely. the Ravens because he tend to torch the Panthers. And, and uh, he, he torched the Panthers to. in the media. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll never forget. Never forget that game, the first game he played against the Panthers mm-hmm. with the two touchdowns and like 150 yards or whatever it was. I mean, he just absolutely killed us, and he was so excited. Um, but yeah, this is you know Steve Smith. Thank God Triple he's crown back. Winner. Triple Crown winner in 2005. Um, missed that one season with the broken leg early. Uh, was it the first game or or late in preseason or something? But he missed the whole season, basically. And that was just devastating. My, my biggest memory of Steve Smith is him running down with the ball. I forget who they were playing. He gets hit around the five-yard line on his arm. He mm-hmm. breaks his arm. He mm-hmm. continues to hold the football and run into the <laughs> end zone and score. He didn't go yep. down. He didn't fumble the ball when he broke his arm. Yep. I would have been yeah. on the ground crying. And toughest, the ball. toughest Panther, probably the tough. I don't even know if you say probably. He is the toughest Panther yeah. that's ever stepped on the field. And uh, would he punch Ken Lucas in the face one time for uh, mouthing off or and Anthony uh, Bright in practice? Too. He had a couple fights. Yeah, in. <laughs> he was an extremely fiery guy. Uh, mellowed out a little bit later in his career, but even now on NFL Network, you watch him. He's he's that same guy. I mean, you like, think he, about it. 
every time they play like NFL highlights and stuff, you'll always hear "Ice up, son, ice up." Ice up, son. Iconic line, <laughs> almost as iconic as "Keep pounding for the Panthers." Like it is, it's right up there. Um, all right, so your number one is Luke Keekley then. Absolutely, Luke Keekley, dominant. Yeah. Pro Bowler every t- year except for one year. Defensive Rookie of the Year that year. Defensive MVP. You, you talked about Thomas Davis being the Panthers' bleeding blue. Mm-hmm. I, I think Luke Keekley did. Um, again, 10 years. It sucks that he had to end his career early, but he did it for the right reasons, in my opinion. He just, yeah. you know, health-wise and everything else. Yeah. That's it. And- I... I don't know what else I can say about Luke Keekley that this fan base doesn't know about him already. Now, I, I completely agree. He's extremely deserving of the number one spot. And the only reason I had him at four really was just because I I wanted him to play longer. <laughs> and I felt like he still had some of his prime left. Um, but again, you're right. Like, who can fault the guy given what he went through? Yeah. With concussions and everything. Um, absolutely deserving. I think any of these la- any of these four guys that we've talked about here are deserving of the number one spot in in some way, shape, or form. And Cam Newton is my number one Panther of all time. Uh, only league MVP the Panthers have ever had. Uh, we could go through the stats, but you know, arguably the number one rushing quarterback of all time in league history. Certainly when it comes to touchdowns. Um, but he's right up there in rushing yards as well. But more than anything else, Cam Newton made the Panthers relevant in a yep. way that they had never been. Made the Panthers cool. Uh, made the Panthers hip. You know, like he put his stamp on the team, and there was an identity with the Panthers that we didn't really have before. And we kind of had, you know, a, a head coach in Ron Rivera who wasn't a personality you know there was no real personality to this team even with john fox you know, it is what it is like the, there was no you know jake delone was a personality but he wasn't a trendsetter right you know cam newton was a trendsetter the dab mm-hmm. was not what it was before cam newton the superman like he he's got every everything you would want in a quarterback he was for the panthers until the injuries started catching up to him. Um, he had the one great season. You look at his stats, you know, the rest of his seasons, in, especially in terms of throwing the ball, were fairly average. Mm-hmm. Um, rushing the ball added that element that made him a superstar. But, out, you know, how many superstars did the Panthers have? Have the Panthers had in their history? Just, you know, global icon superstars. I think that's only one. I see what you're saying, but you're, I think you kind of, you preferenced like off the field type of situations. I have top 20 Panthers of all time. So I think that that's what, that was open to interpretation a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I looked at, you know, and Cam's specific case, especially was what it meant to the franchise when he was here. And never before had we led Sports Center. You know, he's on the cover of newspapers, magazines. It just was a guy, it just something that we had never had before. 
And it made Charlotte and the Panthers organization relevant to the whole country. You know, people know Cam Newton throughout the world. And we had never had that before. And it was just a fun ride. Yeah, it was fun. I just, I feel bad because I feel the organization let him down. I agree. They never put a team around him that could compete. I mean, even that Super Bowl team, just look at the, go back and look at the offensive players on that Super Bowl team. Yeah. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah. Those were your top two. tackle was Mike Orr. Michael Orr. Right. Uh, right tackle was, uh, oh God, what was his name? I can't think of his name now, but he Rimmers? was a turnstile. Yeah, <laughs> right. Rimmers. There we yeah. go. Thank you. Um, yeah, God, n- never let Mike uh, Shula. W- Mike Rimmers was, should never have come up in a top 20 Panthers of all time conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Shula was the offensive coordinator. I don't even know if he's even coaching anywhere now. I mean, yeah, he, I don't think he's definitely not in the NFL anymore. I don't think, um, not in any relevant capacity, but. But yeah, I mean, you're right. And I think to me that almost elevates him even more, you know, doing what he was able to do with the limitations that he always had around him. Now, the defense was usually good, you know, and sometimes you got to prioritize one side of the ball. And when you've got a guy like Cam Newton who can carry the offense, maybe it was easy to say, well, the offense Cam will take care of. Let's put playmakers on defense and get him the ball more, you know, things like that. I can understand that, but... They definitely should have put some playmakers around him. They got rid of Steve Smith, which they shouldn't have done. Yep. And, you know, um, I don't know. That, so that's my, that's my number one is, is Cam Newton. Now, had we combined our list, Steve Smith would have been our number one guy. Yeah. And, because he, he was both yeah. on number two on our list. Yeah. And then I think we would have had like a three-way tie for number three <laughs> so, or, <laughs> or number two. But, uh, yeah, so that's the top 20 Panthers of all time. Guys, let us know in either the comments on YouTube or, you know, Twitter DMs or comments or whatever. Let us know, uh, you know, your top Panther of all time, what you think of our lists, um, who did we leave off, who was obvious, because I'm sure there's somebody we left off that, you know, the majority of Panthers fans were like, how could you do that, you know? <laughs> How is Alindo Mare not on your top 20? <laughs> you know, I was like looking through the lid, like pl- Panther players and stuff like that. And there were some I'm like, uh, no, just I can't put yeah. him on there. Yeah. And like I said, like Chris Gamble, Josh Norman had the best cornerback season of all time as a Panther. Yeah. But he only had one that, that one season. Yeah, he was not a consideration for me, even though, like yeah. you said, he did have that that one list uh, or that one uh, season. So the only two, I guess, that we that you had on your list that I don't have on mine are Gamble and who was the other one? Um, uh, I don't know. I think know. it was towards the bottom of the list. Maybe Mike Rucker. Rucker, yeah. So Gamble and Rucker, and then I had Bates and mm-hmm. Sam Mills on my list that you didn't have. Yep. But other, or did you have Wesley Walls? You had Wesley. I Walls. had Wesley Walls. Yeah, okay. I had number fourteen. Uh, I think. He, okay, he I had him at fifteen. Couples. I had him yeah. fifteen. Yeah. So, um, no, yeah, I guess the biggest swing probably was Christian McCaffrey because I had yeah. him at eight and Chris Jenkins. And Chris Jenkins, yeah, maybe Chris Jenkins because I had him at nineteen. Well, who'd you? Have? You had McCaffrey at nineteen, right? 
I had McCaffrey at 20 because I 20, just put him okay. on because I wanted a current Panther, and I think he's yeah. going to be the one at the end of his career that will be the highest. Yeah, so yeah, McCaffrey and, and Jenkins were the two biggest swings for us, but everybody else was within you know three to five spots, three, I yeah. would say, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we had the same top four, which I knew we would. I knew we'd have the same top four because those are the obvious head and shoulder. That's the Mount Rushmore. Right, uh, yeah. Panthers players. So, well, this was a fun exercise, Jerry. Yeah, I think ne- in two weeks because we're gonna take next week off. Ah, uh, well, the- we actually might. We should do next week because I'm on vacation the week after. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, I'm on vacation that twelfth through the nineteenth. Well, next week we will yeah. do a top ten of current Panther players, how we view them. Going forward, yeah. So we know CMC is on our both of our list right now. Will he be number one on our current roster list? That we will find. Tune in to find out. (laughs) (laughs) We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Real quick, thoughts go out to the family of Rick Bonnell, um, uh, Charlotte Hornets writer for the Charlotte Observer, passed away uh, either today or or yesterday, but the news broke this morning. Um, I'll never forget, I mean, mean, the guy covered the, the, uh, excuse me, covered the Charlotte Hornets for their entire franchise time. This is since 1987 or 88, since they've been here. So uh, thoughts go out to his family, and uh, he will be missed. Um, so until next time, guys, stay safe out there and keep pounding.